You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Continuing our conversations with our friends serving around the world. And now we head to Taiwan, uh, where Mm. we get to meet Mindy Taves, who serves the Lord through the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Uh, She teaches at Concordia Middle School in Chai. Mindy, thank you so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. Oh, I'm so excited to be with you today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being our guest. And did I pronounce everything correctly? Mindy (laughs) Taves uh, in Taiwan and Chai, is that right? Jai, you're correct. Oh, see, I'm working on it. I, I got to learn all these places. Um, <laughs> so tell us about the work that the Lord has given you in um, in Taiwan. Well, I am currently teaching at Concordia Middle School, and it is a school that was started in 1967 by LCMS missionaries. LCMS, or excuse me, CMS is affiliated with the China Evangelical Lutheran Church, which is a partner church of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Um, it is run by Chinese leadership. So we have approximately 10 to 12 um, American teachers that assist in the English departments at both Concordia Middle School and Concordia English Language Academy, which is an English cram school that's also part of our school campus and ministry as a whole. Um, during this time, we are teaching English and Bible classes uh, for middle school students in particular at Concordia Middle School. So that would be seventh graders through 12th graders. I know the name is a little deceiving, but we do include a senior high school. We do not have an elementary school per se on campus, but we do have a kindergarten that is part of the school campus as well. And then we also have our English cram school, which uh, serves several hundred children that are coming to us as an after school program until about six o'clock in the evening, sometimes 6.30, a little later, depending on some of the other classes they may be taking. But for elementary students to um, take additional English classes, there's a great emphasis and desire for English instruction in Taiwan. So we help to um, serve that within our community and the entire time we're doing this, we're also sharing Jesus. So that's a huge part of our English instruction here. So while I am teaching Bible classes in particular, that uh, would share all of those stories that point to Christ through the Old Testament and then the life of Christ, his suffering and death in the New Testament, as well as Acts of the Apostles and um, starting the church at large. Um, Then our English classes would focus on reading, writing, speaking, and listening, but the entire time we're teaching the faith and we can include um, scripture um, to help us uh, with any of those areas as well. So even while I'm teaching parts of speech, I can include Bible passages. I can include things that the students have learned from our Bible classes and have an opportunity to really share Christ in a community and a culture that knows very little about him. Mm-hmm. What a great opportunity. What does a, what does a, a, a usual school day look like at Concordia Middle School? It's pretty massive. Uh, (laughs) Students start arriving at about 7 to 7.20 in the morning. Their first class period, they have a zero period that begins at about 7.30 a.m. And their last class period will end at about 5 o'clock in the evening. So students are there with us all day long. Now, a few things that are a little different. They have eight class periods throughout the day, which would be pretty standard, seven or eight class periods for um, 
a, a school in the United States. But uh, in between those classes, they have 10 minute breaks. Their class periods are extremely intensive and those 10 minute breaks are really valuable to the kids. They have a chance just to take a break, visit with friends, um, you know, take care of housekeeping things, you know, deliver this to a teacher, talk to a teacher, things of that nature, you know, um, and snacks. They're very mm -hmm. interested in their snacks between classes. Um, as many students are, they're just hungry all the time. <laughs> and um, they also have a um, kind of a cleanup uh, time. Sometimes it's in the morning before classes begin during that zero period that they're helping to actually assist and take care of the school campus. Um, students are responsible for everything. They take care of um, sweeping, mopping the floors in the classroom, washing the windows, the chalkboards. They take care of all the recycling and trash for the classrooms. They also um, manage um, outdoor spaces, which would be sweeping leaves. And we have, we're blessed with a very beautiful tree-lined campus that is constantly shedding. Mm -hmm. And so students are responsible to help take care of the walkways and uh, driveways and, and uh, make sure that those are clear because the debris builds up very quickly. Um, they also help to clean restrooms at the school. So they're responsible for all of those custodial tasks that normally students in the United States wouldn't have a part of. And so they're working very hard and they do this also after lunchtime, they'll have a cleanup time as well. And then they also take a 25 minute rest time. Uh, culturally, it's, it's uh, very common throughout Asia after lunch to take a rest. And students will often fall asleep during that time. Teaching the fifth class period after they've had rest time is rough, even with high school students. <laughs> They're tired. Um, for many of these students, after they finish up their regular school day, they'll also continue to take classes at extended cram schools, very popular throughout Asia. And Taiwan takes education very seriously. So they will... Um, they will attend cram schools that have to do with areas of interest or areas where they might need to make some improvements. So they may end up going to like a sports cram school if they're very interested in pursuing table tennis or um, a badminton. Badminton extremely popular in Taiwan. So they might pursue something like that or they may take classes in science or music or math and other areas where they they would like to make improvements or that they, it's, a, it's an area of strength that they would like to continue to excel. So their school days can last until 10 o'clock in the evening. Wow. wow. It, yeah, it's insane. That's insane. I'm fascinated. I know, I want to know. All. <laughs> so much, particularly how much work they do on campus um, in, in terms of, like you mentioned, the custodial work. Um, does that impact how they regard the space that they use on Absolutely. campus? Absolutely. Yes, mm -hmm. they are far more careful about it because they know if they aren't responsible for that space, someone else is. And they'll get an earful from, from other students if, if they're mistreating any of those spaces. Mm -hmm. And because someone else has to be responsible for it, and that kind of peer pressure can work in a positive way. Mm -hmm. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. I think we should do that here. Well, when, when I was a girl in uh, growing up in a rural uh, Lutheran school in Wisconsin, we also had responsibilities at the end of the day. The janitor only came once a week. And mm -hmm. so we were responsible to take care of that school space. It does make a difference. How has the 
um, the global pandemic impacted uh, life in Taiwan and particularly Concordia Middle School? Well, by outside appearances, it would look like things are really very normal. We have been back to school since February 25th, hmm. which is a huge accomplishment wow. <laughs> considering, you know, we see how the struggle of our U.S. counterparts and the fact that, you know, they they missed out on a large chunk of the, the end of their school year. Um, we take a Chinese New Year break um, at about mid-January every year to celebrate uh, Lunar New Year. It's a huge family celebration. Culturally, it is super significant. It's like taking every holiday in the U.S. plus Christmas and your birthday, wrapping it all up in one. And that's the, the, the size, the magnitude of Chinese New Year celebrations. Mm -hmm. And we had taken our break. Uh, we don't get a Christmas break. We take Chinese New Year break. And um, as we were scheduled to come back on Monday, February 3rd, teachers were reporting back. And then on the 4th, students would be reporting back. Um, on the 2nd, February 2nd, we received an email from the school uh, stating that we were taking a three-week extended break due to the pandemic breakout. Because our proximity to China, we're just 80 miles east of China. Um, they were taking this uh, very seriously when they had, had heard that there, were, um, there was an illness, uh, uh, respiratory flu-like symptoms, and they said, we're going to close things early. And so we had a shutdown. It wasn't nearly as severe as the United States experienced because we started pretty early. And um, we were able to come back to school then on February 25th. Now with that come a great deal of protocols. Um, for example, students enter the classroom, temperatures are taken twice daily and recorded because that's a first indicator then that there would be some illness um, or cause for concern. Um, they have loads of alcohol-based sanitizers that are in spray form. It's like a 75% alcohol solution. They use that for their hands, which is very drying. Um, they use that to wipe down all the surfaces in the classroom regularly, desks, doorknobs, light switches, any of those common surfaces. Um, masks are required for us to wear in the classroom for both the students and the teachers. And that was kind of difficult at first when we uh, came back to school, masks were rationed to just three per person per week, mm. which meant you were wearing them all day for a couple of days and they got pretty stinky. <laughs> <laughs> so that part wasn't so pleasant, but we're now able to get nine masks every two weeks. And so that's made it a little bit easier so that we can manage that. But um, things appear to be pretty normal from the outside looking in. Um, students are still living with a great deal of anxiety and stress, and they're um, constantly reminded that we could have a significant outbreak in Taiwan. As of last night, because I checked a Taiwan CDC website, as of last night, doing really, really well. In fact, um, they have administered just under 70,000 tests for the, the COVID-19 with only 440 confirmed cases and seven deaths. Mm -hmm. So the, Taiwan has been managing it really, really well that we've been able to go back to school, but they've, they've um, utilized some things that folks in the United States may not be so comfortable with. For example, immigration and healthcare are linked directly. So for example, yesterday I had a doctor's appointment. So I, when, I, when I went in, they swiped my national healthcare card, which had all of the information about the times that I've entered and exited the country. So that way they can tailor 
um, some of the questions that they may have for me, depending on, you know, what symptoms I may exhibit or if I have other illnesses or, you know, other things of that nature. So um, that part is managing it a little different. And again, this is a country that's only 23 million people. So it's a little easier to keep tabs on those things than it is for a much larger country, such as the United States, which has over 300 million people. So there are different ways of managing that. And with that, you know, it looks like things are, are back to normal, but truly there's high anxiety and stress and no one really knows what to expect. With just under a minute left. Oh, there's so much more we can bring. I know. I want uh, to know. <laughs> <laughs> how, how can we support you? How can we pray for you? Well, I continue to pray for us that uh, we're able to manage the protocols for the uh, the health of the students and for their safety, for um, helping to pray for us also, just because of the anxiety and stress that comes with it. The kids see the economic impact that's happening around the world, but it's also happening in their homes. Many of them have families with businesses that are directly or indirectly related to tourism, which is which is a, a, a huge part of the economy in Taiwan. And as a result of that, it it does cause stress for them in ways that they normally wouldn't have been as concerned. So continue to pray for um, strength and for our well-being, um, that we can manage the situation with God's care and guidance, that we can help to alleviate some of that stress with students, knowing that God is always with us, that he has, has never taken his eyes off of us and that he cares for us. Mitty Taves serves the Lord through the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod as a teacher at Concordia Middle School in Taiwan. Mindy, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.